Amen. Thank you guys so much. A huge thanks every week to our musicians that make worship so worshipful. Um, we're so incredibly thankful for them. Um, my name is Kathleen McMurray. I'm one of the pastors here. And whether you are joining with us in person or you are worshiping with us online, I am so thankful for your presence um, this morning. As we come together, we are going to be reading today from the book of Acts chapter 6, continuing in our worship series about our membership vows, the promises that we make when we become a part of God's church. And so these stories from the earliest church can help to lead us and guide us in that thinking. Let us share and receive together God's holy words this day. Now during those days, when the disciples were increasing in number, the Hellenists complained against the Hebrews because their widows were being neglected in the daily distribution of food. And the twelve called together the whole community of disciples and said, It is not right that we should neglect the word of God in order to wait on tables. Therefore, brothers and sisters, select from among yourselves seven men of good standing, full of the spirit and of wisdom, whom we may appoint to this task, while we, for our part, will devote ourselves to prayer and to serving the word. What they said pleased the whole community, and they chose Stephen, a man full of faith and the Holy Spirit, together with Philip, Prochorus, Nicanor, Timon, Parmenas, and Nicholas, a proselyte of Antioch. They had these men stand before the apostles who prayed and laid their hands on them. And the word of God continued to spread. The number of disciples increased greatly in Jerusalem, and a great many of the priests became obedient to the faith. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Please be seated. Again, it is such a joy to be with you all today on this Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day to all mothers and mothering figures that we have. But we also recognize as we come into this time of worship that for others, this day is really, really hard. Um, whether you are someone who wanted or wants to be a mother and isn't able to, um, whether you have recently lost a mother and you're grieving today, um, those who have broken and difficult relationships with mothers or with children, um, there's a lot of reasons why this day can be really tough and really joyous all at the same time. And so as we come into worship and we receive God's word for us today, um, we know that God meets us where we are in that. Let us enter into a time of prayer. God, we pray today that in this time where we receive your word, that you will meet us in our hearts where they are, speaking your will for our lives. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts, O oh God, be acceptable in your sight. O oh Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. One of the things that I heard a lot as a child, when I would go to my parents with a complaint or a critique, one of the things I heard a lot was suggestions that I do something about whatever I was complaining about. After all, I was a part of that family too. 
I knew that I was a part of my family due to the chores that I would do, not only helping to clean up my own room and pick up my own socks um, and help my mom with the laundry, but I also helped with the cooking. Um, I helped with the cleaning. I helped with scrubbing the toilets. I helped with a lot of these things because I was part of the family. And because I was part of the family, I also knew that in being a part of that family, I didn't only have responsibility, but I had a place and a purpose. And I was loved and I was treasured. Now that isn't always the experience of everyone with their families. But we often talk about the church as a family of God. And along with that is a recognition that we, as children of God, have a purpose and a place, that we are loved and that we are treasured, and that we also have a responsibility as part of the family of God to serve. That as we come into a family of faith, when we become members of a faith community, we make a promise, a promise to support the church by our prayers, our presence, our gifts, our service, and our witness. This is, again, because we are part of a family, and not just part of any family, but part of a, the family of God in Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ who came, Scripture says, not to be served, but to serve. We serve as well, not only because we are a part of this family, but because part of our identity as a family in Jesus is making sure that everyone can experience the love and the care and the hope that Jesus came to bring. And so we must be a part of that in order to make that family of God, the church of God, thrive. Our scripture lesson for today comes from the book of Acts, that early faith community trying to figure out what it meant to be the family of Jesus what it meant to be a church before there were church buildings and committees, um, before there were all of these structures in place that make a church a church. They were simply called at that time people of the way, people who were trying to live into their identity as Jesus followers. And as their community sought to do this, they wanted to make sure that people were cared for. Um, they would offer food to one another. We've talked the past couple of weeks with other scriptures from Acts about how they would distribute food and money and clothing and items to those in need that they would ensure that people were cared for and provided for and loved and treasured. They were making sure that people experienced the transformational power of Jesus. And as they started to do this, 
Other people were seeing what was happening with this community. They were seeing the light that they shared and the hope that they emulated and the love that they professed. And they said, we want to be a part of that. And so more and more people begin to be a part of this church community that started with a bunch of people in a room. But the church, the people of God began to grow. And as they did, it became harder and harder for these 12 apostles to care for everybody and to ensure the care for everyone, to ensure that all of the people that were coming and all the people that were seeking felt the love of God through Jesus Christ, felt like they were a part of the family. And so people came to the apostles with complaints. You see, one of the challenges that this early church had was that there were Hebraic Jews, those who spoke Hebrew and Aramaic, and then there were the Hellenistic Jews, those who had been scattered long time before that. Um, when the people of Israel had been conquered, they had been scattered and spread, and they ended up speaking Greek because those were the, the language and the lands that they lived. But they ended up coming back to Jerusalem, and eventually all of these people, the Hebrew speakers, the Aramaic speakers, the Greek speakers, were all becoming a part of this church. And the new folks that were becoming a part of it said, some of our people are not being cared for. You're only able to care for yourselves. We see that this is a problem. Not everybody is being made to feel a part of this family. And the apostles, like my parents did sometimes, rather than solving the problem for me, they said, well, why don't you help? <laughs> why don't you do something about that? So they put the onus back on the people and they said, choose from among yourselves those who will serve. And we know that throughout scripture and we know that throughout the history of the church, this idea that it was not just those at the top that were in ministry became part of the identity as the, of the people of the way. Paul refers to the priesthood of all believers. In other words, every single person that was a part of this faith family, every single person that was a part of the community of believers, that was a part of the people who professed Jesus, the people of the way, everyone who was a part of that had a role in the ministry of God because they were called in the spirit of Christ who came to serve and not to be served, to have a spirit for service. And that, that spirit of service makes a difference. They weren't just to see all of the problems that were going on within their community, within their church, within their world. And when they saw those problems, they weren't just to see those and recognize those and wonder who was going to do something about it. But they were to see all of those things, and as the Spirit led them, as Christ led them, they were to seek to do something about it. And as the people of God, 
They were empowered by the Spirit to do just that. It can be really hard for us sometimes in the church to think about what it means to be in ministry, to think about what it means to offer care for people that are going through heartbreaking and heart-wrenching circumstances. It can be really intimidating to think about solving problems like hunger or homelessness. Even though we know that those are things that we need to be doing as Christians, sometimes we can say, can I step up and serve? (laughs) And will my service actually make a difference? Am I actually equipped to do these things? Maybe God is is tugging at my heart to do something, but, but I just don't know. I don't know if I'm the right person, or, or I don't know if my presence will make a difference. And that's where we have in Scripture all of the people gathering together, laying their hands, a sign of invoking the Spirit, laying their hands on these seven men to do the work of God, knowing that the Spirit of God was empowering them, not only with the Spirit for service, but service that will make a difference. Because the thing is, they're not trying to, and we're not trying to solve the problems of the world, of our community, of our church, of the people around us. We are not trying to do all of that on our own. We worship a God who is bigger. We worship a God who can empower us and can work through us in ways that are surprising and amazing. We only need to seek to be a part of what God is doing. And God does that work of transformation. There's a story told by Native American storyteller Luisa Mirando of a Native American legend that one day there was a big fire in the forest. All of the animals whose home was this forest, all of the animals that were part of the family of the animal kingdom in this forest began to run, fleeing for their lives fleeing their home. But the jaguar, as he was running, was very surprised to see the hummingbird zooming back in the opposite direction. A few moments later, the jaguar saw the hummingbird zooming back with the crowd once more. And then a few moments later, the hummingbird was zooming back, back and forth, back and forth from the fire and back out. And the jaguar was very confused and turned to the hummingbird and said, what are you doing? And the hummingbird said, I am going to the river ahead and getting water in my beak and bringing the water to bring to the fire. And the jaguar said, you're a hummingbird. Your beak is very small. It won't make a difference. To which the hummingbird replied, the forest is my home. 
and I must do my part. Native American legend says then that the forest spirits heard the words of the hummingbird and witnessed the movement and his attempt to bring an end to the fire. And the forest spirits were moved by the bird and its devotion and miraculously they sent a torrential downpour to put out the great fire. Native American grandmothers would occasionally tell this story with these words. You have no responsibility to save the whole world or to find solutions to all problems, but to attend to your particular personal corner of the universe. And as each person does that, the Native grandmothers would say, the world saves itself, as each person cares for their own corner of the universe. Now, as Christians, we believe that it is Christ who saves, who redeems, who gives hope and new life and transformation. And it is in that spirit of transformation that we are empowered in our corner of the universe to participate in that work. With a spirit of service to make a difference. Because we are part of the family of God. We are part of the world that is God's along with each and every other child of God, we are a part of something amazing that God has for us. Each and every one of us who is a child of God feels ourselves at different points with our hearts tugged Hearts tugged for problems that exist. Maybe not forest fires, but maybe. Maybe that is something that draws our hearts. But maybe the things that hurt our hearts or tug on our, on our souls are things like childhood hunger or literacy inequality or homelessness or medical debt. Or maybe our hearts are tugged by people that are so lonely and isolated, that have been so beat down by the world that they struggle to see hope. And we can see all of these problems, but when we're part of this family, this church, and we see those problems and our hearts tugged towards them, we can be a part of making a difference in our little corner of the universe. I want you to think today about where your heart is being tugged or pulled in your corner of the universe. Where do you see God's presence needing 
a little extra oomph. I want to invite you to think about ways that you can have a spirit for service in those areas. Maybe it is homelessness and you would like to be a part of helping to build a house for Habitat for Humanity with Pulaski Heights. Um, Maybe you really want to make sure that people who have been hurt or burned by the church or told that they are not loved, make them feel welcome whenever they darken the doors of Pulaski Heights. It takes 152 people to make Sunday mornings happen around here. And if you're someone who would like to make people feel welcome and help folks find a place, we would love to have you as part of our Sunday morning worship experience team. Maybe you really care about kids knowing how to read. And during the year, you can help serve as a tutor for Wakefield Elementary School here in Little Rock. Or during the summer, you can help read to kids at Project Transformation, um, a new ministry that started last year that we are partners with in Pine Bluff um, that serves students and helps them not fall behind in reading during the summer. Perhaps you have a heart for people going through cancer because you yourself have done that or you know family members that do and you just, you want to make sure that folks know they have a shoulder to cry on. We have a Cancer Friends Network that helps folks get through those awful and trying times with love and support. There are infinite problems in the world but there are also infinite ways that with the power of the Holy Spirit and our spirits for service, God can bring about light and life and transformation. If you want to get plugged in with a ministry of Pulaski Heights, or if you want ideas for how to help solve other problems, we would love to talk to you and to be a church that empowers you to do just that. Because what happened with the early church is when people recognized that it wasn't just the apostles' job to do ministry, but that they as well were empowered by God with purpose to do the work of God in the world, when when each and every person who came into that family was empowered as a part of it, the family was able to grow and expand infinitely. That is our hope today. That as we find ourselves with spirits for service, that God can continue to pour out a spirit of Christ, of hope, of healing, and of transformation for us and for the world. Let us pray. God, we give you thanks that you are a part of us and that we are a part of your family. We give you thanks that as part of that family, we are promised your never-ending love 
And we are empowered with your spirit for service, empowered to help, empowered to offer hope, empowered to be next to people who seek healing and redemption, light and love. So be with us this day, O oh God, speak into our hearts and minds and souls of your purpose for us, of your love for us, and of your power to transform us and your world as your church. In Christ's name we pray.